Welcome to the Alpha Dude Podcast with Michael Pulser. What would it be like if you knew that you were unstoppable and you could live life on your terms? Better yet, how good would it feel knowing that on your deathbed, you had fulfilled all your potential and more? Life on Earth has a beginning and an end. It's what you do in the middle that counts. Let's look at how to make that part even better. C.S. Lewis has the famous quote that my argument against God was the universe seems so cruel and unjust, but how had I got this idea of just and unjust? A man does not call a line crooked unless he has some idea of a straight line. What was I comparing this universe with when I called it unjust? That's taken from C.S. Lewis, and this episode will look at contrasting. Contrasting is seen as being a bad thing in many self-help books, but I'll touch on that soon. First of all, let's look at another topic, relief. What is relief? Relief is a feeling of reassurance or relaxation following release from anxiety or distress. And we all know that wonderful feeling Perhaps you've had a crazy headache, and when the headache goes away, you have that beautiful feeling of relief. Now, I have a little theory. I think that when we have relief from something really severe like a headache, it's actually the mindfulness that we bring to that part of the body that was suffering. So, for example, we're probably not that consciously aware of what it feels on our left temporal lobe. But if we have a crazy headache and that area is affected, you can bet that we're all aware of what that feels like. Now, if you have the headache and it goes away, you're still aware of that area because you have that relief sensation there. And that contrast is absolutely amazing. And for me, it's one of the most greatest gifts that we have, this huge relief that we can get and it's all brought on by adversity. So, looking at contrasting, looking at reliefs, let's look at the good part of contrasting. We often hear that contrasting is bad, but contrasting can definitely work for you. If you compare yourself to somebody else and it pushes you to do something to grow, you can bet that it will have a positive effect. If you do something meaningful with that feeling inside of yourself that you feel when you compare yourself to the next person and don't feel as good, if it leads to positive actions, in my opinion, it's a positive thing to do. It's a positive state. A word of warning though, if you do not compare yourself with others with the ambition of growing, because as soon as you compare yourself with others, you can feel a sense of dissatisfaction. That's the stone in the shoe feeling, that uncomfortable sensation that something has to change. And to give an example from my life, I'll talk about when I started to learn nunchucks. Now, most of you guys have probably done this before. You get a broom handle, cut it in half, tie it together with some string or chain and voila, you're a ninja. You use these nunchucks, you swing it around, you hit yourself a few times, you put them away. Well, that's the case with most people. In my case... And like all those people who have tried nunchucks before, you eventually turn on TV and you see the late, great Bruce Lee swinging a pair of nunchucks. 
and he looks absolutely amazing with it. Now, while a lot of guys and a lot of my friends used to look at him and just say, wow, that's amazing and try and emulate him, I felt a deep discomfort when I would watch him and I wasn't sure what that was. And then I realized that I was actually comparing myself to this genius of martial arts. Uh, As crazy as that sounds, it's something that I did. And over the years of practicing, I, I got better and better and I I got to the stage where I actually became the state champion of it and started performing for shows and parties and fairs and all sorts of stuff. Now, the interesting thing was that sometime later, some of my friends actually were watching Bruce Lee videos and they paused it and they said, hang on, you're actually faster. And I would never compare myself and say that I'm better than Bruce Lee because I simply am not. But as a fact, they timed it and realised that I was actually faster than him, that this discomfort had actually made a major difference and changed so much in my life. So I did all of that just by comparing myself to another person. Now, if we contrast that contrast to the bad way of dealing with things, you could imagine somebody who was envious of somebody based on their performance or their skill and based on that just developed resentment. And this does nobody any good because obviously it doesn't contribute to any type of personal growth. And then this, of course, sometimes leads to the ugly side. And the ugly side is when this envy turns into a jealous act. And often they're very subtle, small, insidious acts that just leak in and change things around. Like, for example, the person who is jealous or envious of someone else might start gossiping about them or putting them down or acting in a passive-aggressive way. All of these things undermine the other person and by doing so, talk a lot about our own personalities when we bring it out. So it's so important to be aware that when we use the contrast frame, it will create discomfort And using this discomfort, we can utilise that to make us work harder, to achieve more, to develop personal growth. Because as soon as we let whatever that feeling is inside of us, that discomfort, if we let that lead us on a negative path, then it's all been a waste of time. I still feel so weird comparing myself to Bruce Lee. I've never actually verbalized that before. So for for all you listeners, I'm sorry for doing that because that sounds really awkward. But you get my point. The whole thing comes down to contrasting and using it to drive you forward. And our next guest actually uses a way of contrasting a stereotype about herself, about what she is expected to do, what she is expected to be like, to a greater vision. And through that, she makes amazing changes. Founder of the World Voice League, Miss Pelzer. You are the stereotype. Single mother, three children, four if you include my sister. And here we are, having all of our things put onto the sidewalk. You are the stereotype. Divorced, 
working a full-time job, but still living paycheck to paycheck. You are the stereotype. You know, this was what really resonated through my mind uh, for a good majority of my life when I thought about how I was presenting myself in front of the eyes of other people. Uh, And it's interesting because I think a lot of us as people, that's what we do. We attempt to uh, think that we can tell what people are feeling about us, how they see us, uh, what they think about us, how they feel about us. We try to judge, you know, their actions or reactions to us. And we do that in spite of just being our best selves. We do that in spite of us trying to attain um, a better level of consciousness when it comes to who I am. And so here it is, 2015, December 31st. I had, you know, earlier that year, I had made a great decision that I was going to do some phenomenal things. I was going to shift. I was going to make 2016 my best year. 2015 was turning out horrible. <laughs> and it's oftentimes when you make that decision of, I'm going to make something happen. I'm going to do something great. All heck breaks loose. And so December 31st of 2015, I was being evicted from my home. And fortunately, we had somewhere to go, but we were still considered homeless. Uh, I slept on a couch. My girls slept in a room together. They had a bedroom to themselves. My son slept on another couch. And it was one of those moments where you really feel as though, wow, I really suck at this. But remember, that was me looking at everything through the eyes of what I thought that everybody else was saying and thinking and uh, the conversations that were had behind closed doors. Not necessarily the truth, but definitely what I felt was the truth. Now, this is all on the heels of being a, again, a single mother who had gone through divorce earlier this year, in that same year, well, no, earlier years, uh, who had gone through watching her mother take her last breath, who had moved from everyone and everything that she had known and loved for years, and who also was dealing with being the mother of two teen girls who were molested when they were children. And for the first time ever, coming out and telling people that I had been molested as well. So I finally get the courage to do something great and all heck breaks loose. January 1st of 2016, something changed. I had a flight that I was supposed to take, and I was super excited about it. Uh, But, you know, normally I wouldn't have taken the flight. And the thing that changed for me was in 2015, I had started doing affirmations, and I had started reading more. Now, I'm not talking about reading Fifty Shades of Grey. Although, if that's your judge, by all means, let me not take that away from you. 
but I mean reading things like The Five Second Rule and um, Crush It by Gary Vee and things of that nature. I had really gone and did a almost a 360 or 180, I should say, when it came to uh, reading and investing in myself. And so January 1st, instead of playing the, the pity card and having my pity party, I decided I was going to take this flight that I already had planned. I get on the first flight and man, it's, it's great. Well, for somebody who didn't fly for the longest time, um, I think my only flight was as a child. <laughs> this was an amazing experience. But then on my layover, my second ticket did not have a group number in it. And so I just went ahead and I said, okay, well, let me go ahead and let them know at the booth because I don't want any problems. <clears throat> in today's day and age, we want to make sure that we don't have a, a fake ticket or anything like that, right? Uh, so I get up there. They said, oh, no problem. Go in with group two. I said, okay, you know, when group two is called up, I go ahead, I get in line. And then I hear my name. Now, I, the running joke in my family is that if you call me by my name, I pay attention. But if we're, if we're for somebody I know, I'm like, I didn't do it. <laughs> Just in case you were trying to blame me for something, I didn't do it. But they called my name, which was kind of odd for me. But I went and got out of line. I go and I go to the booth and they hand me a new ticket. And the new ticket says first class. First class. Here it is. I'm homeless. I'm riding first class. Like, that just blew my mind. And it shifted everything after that. Because I always had to go back to that moment and say, if I just go ahead and push through just a little bit further, just a little bit harder, there may be a first class ticket waiting for me on the other side. And it came from my affirmations that came from spending more time investing in myself when it came to reading and encouragement and motivation as opposed to that what was me pity party. Now for everybody it's different but for me that led me to my first class ticket. Man What's holding you back from your first class ticket? Since then, I have, and I say this with very much pride, become an award-winning speaker and author. I have published and co-authored 14 books. I have created several platforms for authors and speakers to have their voice heard. I've created opportunities where people can join me on tour on book, in book anthologies. They can tell their story. If I would not have pushed through in that moment, I wouldn't be here where I am right now. We literally just published a Amazon best-selling book called A Stage of Their Own. And in creating A Stage of Their Own, you gotta make the investment in yourself. There comes a moment where 
you got to realize that I got to say yes to me. And that may mean saying no to somebody else. So now with that being said, I would love to give you an opportunity to push past that fear, to push past that shyness or that discomfort, to have your voice heard, to move outside of where you currently are. If you go to bit.ly forward slash speakeasy podcast, you can be a guest on the Speakeasy podcast. If you're a speaker, an author, a coach, an entrepreneur, I want to have you on. I want to hear your story. I know that it was within me telling my story and doing live stream and all of these different things that put me in a position of where I am now. And this is my way of paying it forward. So I look forward to getting that request for you to be a guest on the show. Uh, I would love for you to connect with me online. Come check me out. (laughs) If you go to uh, World Voice League on Facebook, hashtag World Voice League on Facebook, you can go into our free Facebook community. If you go to World Voice League on LinkedIn or on Instagram, you can go and follow us and see what we have going on on our channels. It's about you having your voice heard. It's about you taking this step to the next level. With that being said, I have to leave you with this. Take the time to invest in you. I'm Altavis Pelzer, founder of the World Voice League. And until next time, don't forget to press it out. Hope you enjoyed the podcast. If so, rate it from the place you downloaded it. For any questions, send an email to michaelpulser at gmail.com.